the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Third hour of Pure Opelka today and uh, a busy one indeed. How busy is it? Some of the primetime news anchors are finding themselves called in for extra duty since the release of the Donald Trump Jr. emails. Yes, the word bombshell is appearing on many reports, and I can't say I I disagree with it. We'll get back to any breaking news on this, but right right now we have bigger bigger fish to fry, something something we've been talking about since uh July 5th actually. We we talked about this uh, after we first heard about it because it really ticked us off, and it, it ticked us off in two different ways. Number one, it's the story of um, Sergeant Spear, an American who was killed serving for this country in, in the Middle East, and another American soldier, Sergeant Lane Morris, who was blinded in one eye, all by the actions, admittedly, of one Omar Kadir. Now, he was 15 years old in 2002 when he, he allegedly, or let's, well, let's drop the allegedly. He admits to throwing the grenade that killed Sergeant Christopher Spear and wounded Lane Morris. And then recently, our, our neighbors to the north in Canada did something that I just, I can't believe even happened. And to talk with us about this is a, a Canadian friend, a guy I call friend and have done so for many years now, Brian Lilly, uh, a, a beacon of conservatism in the great white north. I'm, I'm happy to talk to you today, my friend. How are you? Well, happy to talk to you, Mike, but still I'm outraged the way you are about the $10.5 million that Justin Trudeau gave to Omar Carter a week ago. And um, it's, uh, it's infuriating, but here's the good news. In case you were thinking Canadians were on board with uh, this dunderheaded move by our esteemed prime minister, nope. Uh, poll just released late yesterday shows 71% oppose this. They said they shouldn't have given him the money. They wanted him to fight it out in court. Hey, he was suing the government for $20 million. If they lost in court, Canadian people would rather that than him just saying, all right, I'll give you $10.5 million. Yeah, so what, you know, first of all, I didn't properly give you uh, enough credit. Brian is a broadcaster as well, a journalist, a broadcaster. He's with Rebel Media. You can find him on brianlilly.com. You should follow him on Twitter. But Brian, why did the government settle? Is it because they feared they would lose? Omar Carter, well, I think they felt they were going to lose. And, you know, Justice Department lawyers are often nervous Nellies. I don't know what your DOJ is like, but ours is... uh, pretty much a bunch of nervous Nelly lawyers that are always telling governments they can't do anything and everything's unconstitutional. Um, you, you know, the the previous government and once before, even of the liberal stripe, got used to just ignoring their advice because they were constantly, oh, you can't pass this law, it's unconstitutional, you can't do that. So those are the people advising the government and saying, well, um, you're going to lose and we violated his rights, so you've got to pay him $10.5 million. See, Cotter... You know, no need to use the word alleged. He's a little terrorist who grew up in Canada's first family of terror, 
His dad was one of the financiers for the 9-11 attacks. He was fully committed to the jihad. He was in this compound with uh, in July of 2002, full-on firefight, four to five hours against the Delta Force team. That's when Christopher Spear walks into the compound at the end of the battle looking for survivors. And Omar Khadr throws a grenade that ultimately takes Spear's life injures Lane Morris. Lane Morris, a fellow sergeant on that same team, loses his uh, sight in, I believe, his left eye. Omar Cotter is treated, despite doing what he did, he was treated by American medics. He was flown to the same hospital, military hospital in Hamburg, Germany, as Christopher Spear was. Christopher Spear succumbed to his injuries in that hospital. Lane Morris had his eye patched up but lost his sight, and Omar Cotter was completely fixed up. He went to Gitmo, and because Canadian uh, intelligence officials and foreign affairs officials went down and interviewed him while he was at Gitmo, our Supreme Court ruled that they've, uh, the government violated his rights. But the court never said, give him money. That was Justin Trudeau's idea. Wow. Just an amazing story when you think about it. You think about American soldiers going in to clean up after a firefight to look for survivors. One's life is taken from him by a 15-year-old. Now, all these people are saying, well, he was a kid. He was just 15 years old. Trust me, you're 15 years old in Afghanistan. You're about the equivalence of a 25 to 30-year-old here in the Western world. You're probably on, on, I'm sure he was quite adult at the time. And people keep saying to me, well, he was a child soldier. He did not meet the de- legal definition of child soldier. They call him that based on emotion, based on their wishes, based on things that have been passed since at the international level. But there is an actual legal definition. So all of Cotter's supporters want the Geneva Convention applied to him. They want international law applied to them. But when you point out, well, wait a minute, he didn't meet the legal definition. I had one guy say to me, well, that's just some esoteric definition. That's the bloody United Nations. So people are outraged at this payment, and I'm trying to turn the anger, Mike, into something good. I'm okay, asking well, people to donate to a fund for the Spear children, the, the two kids of Christopher Spear, to show that not everybody's on board with this. Now, I'm speaking mostly to an American audience now, but... Up here in Canada, we've raised just shy of $100,000 so far. The goal's a million. Will we make it? I don't know. It's a tough goal. It's an ambitious one. But we've raised just shy of $100,000 for them in only a couple of days. Well, that story alone, the, the fact that the people of Canada, and I know I know your, your, your prime minister is popular. They, they love him because he's cute. But... Uh, we're not happy about this here. I know a lot of Canadians aren't happy about it. I will tweet out a link to this Indiegogo page, which uh, Brian and his cohorts have put together. And, and as Brian said, in just a couple of days, they've raised almost $100,000. The money is to go to the widow and the two kids who now don't have a dad who are trying to grow up. And you can just put spear kids in the memo section if you want to send checks but it is um it's it's a way for us to help out the spear family i can't believe america didn't step up and do something about this but it it took us being slapped in the back of the head to realize a terrorist is getting an apology and 
10 and a half million Canadian and not even having to, all he had to do was threaten to sue. He didn't even have to go to court on this one. He just not, had not to scare. Not a single word of testimony was heard, Mike. Oh, my not gosh. Not word. even, not, see, this is what makes me angry. Not a single word of testimony was heard. And the Canadian leader said, well, why don't we just settle it and give him an apology? Here, We're sorry, and here's $10 million. Yeah. Wow. And I'll I'll give you something else that might outrage you. You said the American government or the American people should have stepped up on this. I'm sure many are. Many will donate to this. But when we lose, when one of our service members loses their life serving our country, the Canadian government gives them a one-time cash payout of $360,000. Now, there's going to be other uh, ways that they're looked after, but that's the one-time cash payout, $360,000. I don't know the exact figure in the United States for the same thing for one of your active uh, service members losing their life in, in the line of duty. But my understanding is it's not dissimilar. It's between 250 and 500, I believe. So similar figures that we're looking at. That's for losing your life. This guy gets $10.5 million for his rights being violated. And this is, you know, we lost... Uh, just uh, about 160, just under 160 soldiers serving in Afghanistan. This guy was fighting in Afghanistan against us and our allies. 97 Canadians lost their lives to improvised explosive devices, the roadside bombs. He's on video making those roadside bombs and planting them. CBS and 60 Minutes have run the footage. It's out there. And this guy gets 10 million. So we're trying to say, let's, you know, Maybe we can raise 10% of that and give it to the victims. And, and I hope that the audience will consider chipping in 5 bucks, 25 bucks, 500 If you, you know, everyone knows what their position is, and some people can chip in 500 or 5,000. Others can chip in 5 or 25. It all will go to a good cause. Well, I will. I, I'm in, as you are talking to me and explaining to me, I'm just typing away and making my contribution. And I also just retweeted your original post for this Indiegogo fundraiser to try and to try and help the children of um, and this was let's let's be clear about the the victim here the victim here was not uh, a warrior yes he was a warrior but he was a medic going in to yeah. help people as Brian said he they were going to look for survivors this was a medic whose life was taken by a, a soldier who threw a grenade and, and killed him and wounded another army sergeant. So, uh, Brian, we will definitely uh, talk about this and we'll keep posting on it. And I'll mention it daily to make sure, because who, who knows which person of deep pockets will hear this and, and choose to help or at least pass it along to other outlets and maybe get the word out. But you know, we're we're just one little show on the Blaze Radio Network. I, I do know a guy who's got another show that comes on before this, and maybe he can talk about it as well. <laughs> you, you might you might have some deep pockets. I, I think he I might. know the guy you're talking about, Jeffy. Yes, Jeffy's pockets are very deep, but they're also lined with foil because they can keep food fresh for hours on end. It's a very special kind of pants he has. I don't want to go into it. But, you know, I think I've heard got, enough. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I don't want to get into an HR situation here again. 
But uh, Brian well, Lilly so and my, my friends at Rebel Media uh, up north in uh, our, our favorite suburb, Canada. I know you get mad at me when I say that. <laughs> I, All right, I, talk soon. I miss hanging out with you, sir, but thank you, and I, I hope we see you soon somewhere. Are you, are you going to be at Freedom Fest next week, the end of next week? Actually, I didn't even know it existed. It's I've, kind I, of a libertarian thing. In. It's it's yeah, out I, in uh, Las Vegas, but um, I know Mike Lee and, and, and Mr. Forbes and a lot of the libertarian crowd are going to be there, and I'm trying to weasel my way out for at least Thursday and Friday and Saturday of it, but we'll see. So hey, maybe we'll used to go to Vegas. Well, yeah, sure. Why not? Don't don't tell anybody. Let's not have this conversation on air. I have to have this discussion <laughs> in more hushed tones. But uh, thank you, Brian Lilly. I appreciate you and hope we can help out. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Take care, my friend. When we get back, more news of the day, and we'll check in on the latest of this crazy breaking story with Donald Trump Jr. and the emails. My name is Mike Opelka, and this is Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, watching everything that's going on today. Wow. It is um it's gotta be a very interesting day. This is one where you can you can say uh things changed almost hourly. Almost hourly as we watched the uh the morning when we were told we were going to get a look at the GOP renewed health care bill the replacement bill and we thought okay maybe we're going to see something and then the story that was swirling from the weekend that was swirling around the Trump White House suddenly became a lot more fast paced we had we had the story that that said that Donald Trump Jr had a meeting with some Russians. He first thought it was going to be about adoptions. Then it turned out not to be about adoptions. He was told somebody had some nasty information about Hillary Clinton. So he brought Paul Manafort, who was the campaign chairman, in with him, and he brought Jared Kushner in with him. Now it turns out that, yeah, this this did appear to be connected to the Russian government, and they were trying to offer information and I have to tell you if I if I were a political neophyte if I were somebody who didn't know and this was a year and a month ago one year and one month ago in in early June of 2016 this all went down you would hope because they'd been on the campaign trail for a year the Trump campaign existed a year before this and we were winding down, getting close to clinching the uh, clinching the nomination, and now you have this opportunity presented to you that sounds pretty darn good. It's an opportunity to maybe put the dagger in the Clinton campaign. If you're told, "Wow, we have some we have some really really interesting data 
some news that could sink Hillary Clinton's campaign permanently because she she seemed to keep coming back from every scandal that was hitting her the same way the Trump campaign seemed to bounce back from things that the candidate would say or things from his history that would come back. So by saying we have some highly sensitive Clinton dirt and um, knowing that it was a Russian government attorney, somebody who had a connection to the Kremlin, of course, that makes it a problem because based on campaign finance, And the rules, you're not allowed to take money from people out of foreign countries. You're not allowed to take money from foreign countries. And you're also not allowed to accept anything of value. Anything of value. Well, I guess that's the argument that's going to be made, is that the the information that was given or that was rumored to have been given when Donald Trump Jr. made the meeting arrangements and brought in Paul Manafort. And he said, I would, if it is what you say it is, I love it. Those words kind of, kind of damning. And again, if you're out there and you're a Trump forever person, if you're a Donald Trump, no matter what person, I would love to hear your take on this, but most of you are silent. 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. I guess the the question now, maybe it's a late-breaking question of the day, is what's going to happen? What do you think will happen with Donald Trump Jr.? Is this now going to sink Donald Trump Jr.? Does this rise to criminal activity? There certainly are people on the left who are already saying it. All you have to do is go on Facebook and Twitter and you're going to see it. It's already out there. And then there are others who said, look, Hillary Clinton set up a server, 30,000 missing emails, and nothing happened to her. So why not? Why not think that Donald Trump Jr. will have nothing happen to him? Well, I don't know. You know, all the All the stars seem to be lining up on the opposite side for this. I really think this is, uh, oh boy, I think this is going to be a bigger mess than anyone fully understands just yet, especially when you bring in Paul Manafort, especially when you bring in Jared Kushner. Yes, Kushner left the meeting, meeting ahead of everyone else. But it's a, this is, in the words of Joseph Robinette Biden on the signing of the Uh, Obamacare deal back in 2009. This is a big effing deal. I think this is a very large deal. And I think the word bombshell, um, I think it's accurate. A lot of people are talking about Donald Trump Jr. going to jail or prison, if you will. Uh, and, And maybe that's the case. He certainly has some very expensive lawyers. He certainly got got the best lawyers money can buy. But we'll see. We'll see. There's more stuff going on today. I have to dip into some of that. There's some crazy things happening today, and I certainly want to share that with you. So when we get back, we'll talk about Bixby, Oklahoma, and what we know, because one of you was a little too close to that explosion. That's next on Pure Opelka.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just a precious half hour before the liberty-loving Latino gets in here. And uh, I want to thank all of you, especially those of you who have written to me and said, you know, I, I tried Relief Factor and it worked for me. Anybody who called in and said, yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a spin and it worked for me. If you get the three-week quick start pack... You can find out what I found out on day eight, that a natural remedy can eliminate the inflammation in your joints like my knees were killing me. Uh, I ran marathons, I trained, and I wore out some parts, I'm sure, but the inflammation was causing pain, horrible pain. And so I started Real Effector. I took the three-week quick start pack, got on it, and I found out what Todd Bennett found out when he tried it, this is Todd's experience. So I got a job with a cable company, and in December 2005, I fell from a Highline pole. And morphine, Oxycontin, and all that stuff, I was in bed for the last probably eight years of my life. Got the relief factor two weeks later. I got up out of bed, I could go like this. I stood up, and it was just, wow. I mean, the pain wasn't all the way, to, all the way gone. It's enough to where I could get out of bed in the morning. I look forward to getting up out of bed. Uh, I do yard work now, back in the wood shop, woodworking, and just actually living my life. I'm not not dull no more, you know. <laughs> I can't promise you won't be dull anymore, but I, you know, the the Relief Factor all natural combination worked for me. So go to relieffactor.com. Go to uh, the website and check it out. Call them. Ask about the. The fabulous, for me, very fabulous, three-week quick start pack for nineteen ninety-five. The number is 800-500-8384. It is Relief Factor. And speaking of smart people, Mark from Maryland is checking in today. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the program, sir. Hey, how you doing today, Mike? Well, I'm, yeah, I, you know, I'm wrestling with the, the breaking news. I'm watching the news networks are all kicking into breaking news mode. You're seeing Anderson Cooper on CNN in the middle of the afternoon. You're wondering if Brooke Baldwin is kicking herself for taking vacation this week. But, yeah, big stuff's going on. I think this is a big deal. What, what do you think about this, Mark? Well, you know, if it's such a bombshell, maybe this uh, information about Hillary could be diffused. They, you know, it's called tit for tat. You know, if there's all this stuff that they were supposed to have done and all this, well, why don't we just spill out that information on Hillary to see if it was so damaging? Well, uh, you, would, little, you would, Mark, you'd have to have people willing to put that information out there, and they're not. And we know that you have a media that is much more biased against the conservative end of things than they are against the liberals. It isn't fair, and we've known that forever. So uh, it, it doesn't make what Donald Trump Jr. did 
any less of a bombshell if you get the information on Hillary. Does it? Yeah, I think so. It, uh, well, at least uh, kind of evens the playing field, if you kind of see, see what I, I mean. I, I, I don't want to play the what about game. You know, I, I've, <laughs> I've done it before, and it feels good for a second, but it doesn't solve the problem. And Donald Trump has just put out a statement saying his son is a high-quality person, and I applaud his transparency. And you have to ask the question, Mark, and let's be fair, if you're, if you're being really honest about it if, it, if it's transparency, why is this the third story on the same topic? Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, yeah. you know, if... If it's truly transparency, then why were we told one thing on Sunday, another thing on Monday, and then here it is Tuesday, and this nuclear bomb of political information drops, and we hear all of the stuff that we didn't want to hear about Donald Trump Jr. And I, could you claim that he's a political neophyte, that he doesn't understand, that he had no idea what he was doing? I guess so, but I don't think that's going to hold water. Okay. Also, uh, another reason why I called in is that uh, my wife wanted to know. She heard I came in the house. We turned on the the radio, and you know, and uh, said, "She said, is that Mike?" I said, "Yeah, that's Mike." Says, "What's going on with Charlie? What's going on with Charlie? Have have they passed that emergency stuff to make him American citizens and his family and get him back over here?" Where he needs the treatment. Well, Char you're talking about Charlie Gard, the 10-month-old in yeah, England. Charlie Gard, yes. Fighting for his life. Well, we had, uh, we had a friend of mine from England on the phone, Simon Owen, who works for uh, Fox News out of England. And he really laid it out, giving some very specific coverage of, of where this is. Now, the judges, the judge actually came up with a statement that I... I respect him for saying he says nobody nobody wants to hear that Charlie can't be saved. We'd all love for him to be saved. But they were trying to, in their estimation, do what the doctors, the British doctors had told them was right. And he said he was open to hearing new evidence. So he gave the parents one day to get their stuff together. And so tomorrow and Thursday, they will be presenting kind of a final case to see whether or not the presentation will be predominantly Wednesday, but the decision will be rendered on Thursday. And we, we don't know yet. We really don't know because according to the British law, as explained by Simon, the, the government will side with the National Health Service. The courts will side with the National Health Service as opposed to the parents on treatment which again calls to mind the question of death panels and why government-run health care is such a dangerous and dumb thing. But uh, tomorrow there will be a very emotional and powerful hearing again on behalf of Charlie. And uh, I believe there are two American doctors who have written letters asking the courts to review what they believe is a new level of treatment and if that works, then uh, maybe we'll go forward with that. But uh, we'll know Thursday. And I imagine it'll be probably Thursday morning sometime because that'll be around the middle of the day, London time. So 
Uh, decisions coming soon, Mark. Decisions coming soon. Well, in the meantime, we're going to do a, a heck of a lot of praying. And everybody I know, and my family and friends, they've been praying. We got to get that child taken care of. Not according to the British, but according to God's will. Well, I, I think you're you're absolutely right, and I know that we have to pray that 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 more people hear the story because even even if Charlie doesn't make it, which you know the odds are stacked against him pretty heavily right now, even if Charlie doesn't make it, I still believe that trying to save his life might yield an answer that could save another child's life, and and we just don't know. I just don't think you ever try stop trying. I don't think you ever stop trying to save a child if you have the wherewithal and the will. And I think his parents have both. So um, God bless him, and let's let's hope something good happens, Mark. Let's let's hope. But we'll know tomorrow. We'll know tomorrow. Well, I, uh, my wife and I we uh, dumped a bunch of stuff onto Facebook. We're getting a lot of responses on it, and. Uh, I think, uh, you know, for anything, if the uh, media won't cover it, Facebook will. It depends well, on what angle you spring it on them. That's, you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of these stories, but for social media, would not be known. So uh, we appreciate, and I'm sure the parents appreciate your efforts. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, and God bless you and your wife, and have a great rest of your day, sir. Bye. When we get back from the break, I will explain why some of your friends are looking for mint leaves, fresh mint leaves and sugar and rum, why others are taking pictures of their dogs and cats, and why some of them are putting on cow costumes and headed to the mall. I'll explain it all next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Well, it's the uh, wrap-up of this show, and I still have so much left to do. And one of you called in from Florida, didn't want to stay on the phone, asking what weather app I use. <laughs> um, the, the most accurate weather app I, I've ever found, and if you found a better one, please share it with me, is something called Dark Sky. I use Dark Sky, and I do think it costs like two, $2.99 or $3.99. But it really is the best weather app I've I've ever seen. Not that the the basic weather app on the on the iPhone is bad, but this is a much better weather app than than that one for my purposes. I'm not a paid spokesperson for Dark Sky. It's just something I use. I uh, also want to send a shout out to Bixby, Oklahoma, and some of the stunt brainiacs who who live in Bixby, Oklahoma. That's the place where a suspected American terror attack occurred when a pipe bomb was exploded in front of an Air Force recruiting station doing considerable damage to the uh, front of that. It's like in a mini mall. And 
thank God nobody's life was taken. There were no injuries, but uh, this is a serious deal. And the FBI is involved and the ATF is involved and on the scene. So uh, to our friends in Oklahoma, we're with you. I know it must have been a harrowing night. One of us here in the Stunt Brainiac family, one of us lives less than half a mile from that place. And I know the night was a little more than testy for you. So hang in there. Also, San Francisco, boo on you. San Francisco schools will no longer offer chocolate milk when classes resume this fall. Kids can't have chocolate milk at school. That was one of the few pleasures we looked forward to at the cafeteria. Chocolate milk. They're doing it because they're just trying to save the children. 40 calories a day. Oh, stuff it. 40 calories. How about you reinstate gym classes so kids can go out and burn off 400 calories? Let them have all the chocolate milk they want. And do you like Pringles? And do you like Top Ramen? You know, those ramen noodle things? Pringles and the, uh, one of the Top Ramen companies are going to make chicken ramen flavored chips. So you're going to be able to buy a Pringle that is flavored like Top Ramen chicken soup. If you have Dollar General stores in your neighborhood, you'll be able to get them. Um, no, no, thank you. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. And I mentioned that today, today is a day that you'll see people gathering rum and sugar and mint because it's, it's National Mojito Day. Not a mojito fan. It's also National Pet Photo Day. So some of your friends will be posting pictures of their dogs and cats and I guess I could even count birds as pets because I think you can train them. But the rest of them, the people with iguanas and snakes and fish, those aren't pets. Those are captured animals. Those are animals that you are locking up against their will. When you domesticate something, I think you change it. So National Photo Pet Photo Day. It's also um, 7-Eleven. So you can go into a 7-Eleven and get yourself a free small Slurpee today, which I, I think I might need to do. And because it's something like Cow Appreciation Day. Yes, who knew it was Cow Appreciation Day. If you wear a cow costume and show up at Chick-fil-A operations, you will get a free Chick-fil-A <laughs> sandwich a chicken sandwich so all across america people are putting on cow costumes there are montages of these everywhere you look you know i i don't mind giving chick-fil-a a couple of bucks here and there i'm certainly not going to put on a cow costume to go in and get chick-fil-a then again maybe i should a free slurpee and a chick-fil-a i'm in business today national cheer up the lonely day so put on your cow costume and take somebody lonely to chick-fil-a and cheer them up maybe the mojito would do the same thing michael pelka i'm puro pelka tomorrow wellness wednesday dr jorge plus we will meet conservative mama tomorrow uh, we we if we don't have breaking news we're going to meet conservative mama tomorrow should be a lot of fun 
Uh, I'm hoping the earth doesn't open up and swallow us all up tonight. But who knows? It, it, it could happen. It could very easily happen. Uh, by the way, last second pitch for the vital question of the day. It didn't seem that vital. Are you going to watch the All-Star game tonight? I'm not. I watched the Home Run Derby. That's about it. The rest of it, I don't care anymore. Michael Pelka, I'm Puro Pelka. Remember, testudo, my friends, testudo. Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.